Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to week two of our second annual Christian Effing Bale Month. Woo, the crowd goes wild. And tonight we are talking about Christian's favorite movie he's ever done. <laughs> Newsies. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be bringing on my other panelists. It's just me and Carla and you never know who might stop by. So welcome to the stage. This is also Carla's favorite Christian Bale performance <laughs> Carla hi Erin like, I, I, <laughs> I, I am thrilled to be discussing newsies <laughs> I believed that by by far my favorite Christian Bell performance <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> <laughs> For podcast listeners who can't see Carla's face while she's saying those words that she so emphatically believes. Um, from my soul. Yes, from her soul. Yes. So I know this was the one that was voted on. Listeners wanted us to discuss this this year. So yes, <laughs> we are discussing this. We're so enthused. Uh, which you can watch on Disney Plus. So this makes like the fifth thing I've watched on Disney Plus since Disney Plus has existed. So I'm not putting you down, Disney Plus, because I know sometimes you have been an advertiser on this podcast, so I'm not putting you down <laughs> at all. Wow. <laughs> most of that our- was Mickey Mouse being, like, offended. Wow. Oh, <laughs> so we get Mickey Mouse today, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're in for a lot of treats. Um, so if you don't know what Newsies is, uh, it was a failed movie, too. It became a cult classic. But Newsies is a musical based on the New York City newsboy strike of 1899 when young newspaper sellers were exploited beyond reason by their bosses. They set out to enact change and are met by the ruthlessness of big business. And they sing the whole time. <laughs> Not the whole time. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like Jesus Christ Superstar where they actually do sing the whole time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and it stars uh, Christian Bale, of course, as Jack Kelly. David Moscow as Jack Kelly's... Well, we'll get into that later. <laughs> as David Jacobs. Bill Pullman as Brian Denton. Robert Duvall as Joseph Pulitzer. L. Keats, who plays Sarah Jacobs, the brother of David, and her and Jack somehow, I don't know why, doesn't him The play. sister of, of David. I just want to I, clarify. You said the brother. Did I say brother? You said the brother. Sorry. Gosh, I'm so sorry. I meant to say her brother is David. I apologize. So, yes, yes, the sister of David. And for some reason, her and Jack are like in love. I don't know. They have like one scene really together. 
and then they kiss at the end. I don't know. Because it's Disney. And it's you have Disney. to make it as hetero as possible. It's like, oh, no, no, no. This is getting too gay. Yes, even though everyone can tell. David and Jack are madly <laughs> in love with each other. So that like, was the real chemistry on the screen. Oh, my gosh. The flirting that Jack did with David. Holy moly. Some of the looks he gave him. I was just like, who's just kissed already? Uh, anyway, <laughs> seriously. It was like, oh, yeah. Oh, wait. I'm watching a Disney movie from 1992. That's not going to be happening. Um <laughs> This was directed by Kenny Ortega, who also did the choreography. The writers were Bob Tootsicker and Noni White. So, um, yeah, this was originally supposed to be a drama. Yeah, I think that would have been nice. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, like, why yeah. did they decide to change that direction? I feel like that could have been good. <laughs> I know fans are fans of this because we've had some newsy fans like some of our posts about this. So I apologize (laughs) to our newsy fans out there. Christian Bale was supposedly, this isn't supposed, there's a video you could watch where he's like, I didn't tell people for the longest time this was a musical. (laughs) So supposedly ashamed to tell his friends that the movie was a musical. And also... (laughs) He has said before that he he didn't want to be in a musical. So he thought, even though he's the main character, he thought he could just let everybody else sing and he would just sit out the musical numbers. Oh, Chrissy. (laughs) (laughs) So young, so innocent. (laughs) Yes. Like I said, it was a critical and commercial flop upon its initial theatrical release. Uh, but it became a, but it gathered a cult following after its home video release and eventually made its filming budget back on rentals. Subsequently, it was deemed popular enough to be adapted into a stage musical, which premiered at New Jersey's Paper Mill Playhouse in 2011. The stage version had music and lyrics by Alan Menken, who composed the movie's music as well, and Jack Feldman, the music's lyricist, as well as a new book by playwright and actor Harvey Firestein. Uh, The show moved to Broadway in March 2012 and ran for over two years, after which a North American tour launched. And this cracks me up. Whoever put this trivia in IMDb put in, in, talk about rising from the ashes. (laughs) I'm sorry, that just cracked me up when I was reading this. IMDb recaps are usually like so dry. Yeah. That is hilarious to me that that's like that that made it in somehow. Like, what was this person on? Maybe they they did like a bunch of recaps in a row. They're like, ha ha ha. I know. <laughs> Nobody's like... gonna read this one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna read this one. <laughs> sneak that in there. Yes, yes. So, and a little fun little trivia. I thought I had seen this movie before. I have never seen this movie before. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I think I confused it with something else because me I'm like. Too. But I thought I watched this, and maybe it was just my brain trying to protect me uh, yeah, from like, probably. trying to watch. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I have never watched this before. <laughs> I swear, I do have some nice things to say about it. But <laughs> yes, yes, it won't be all negative until Christian comes along. <laughs> no, he's even, I believe, since said some nice things about it and defended it. So you know, he's not all negative about it i don't think (laughs) so first off carla i want to know since it's christian's month what did you think of jack and more importantly what did you think of christian's performance and his singing that's you know his singing isn't bad like it's not exceptional but it's not bad i i think that it, it just completely befuddles me why they would have cast him in this role because like I, I really think that that the the movie as a musical would have succeeded more if they had had like really great singers on here if they had had actual you know theater experienced people or, or even just you know people I think with, with like more extensive people with passion for it I think because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking specifically of the of his um solo in the beginning not the beginning but like towards the beginning um where he's singing about i think it's like that's the first time he sings about santa fe and whatever santa fe is the song yeah Mm -hmm. okay well there you go (laughs) 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 
And he he does like th- this one thing where like every musical somebody hangs off a pole and like just kind of like gazes up into the sky and like rolls their way around the pole. It's like like you know like stripping light. It's like very PG stripping, but he does it with like zero zeal you know like there's no enthusiasm mm-hmm. there so i think in the musical numbers he just feels so out of place sometimes it's a it's a budding serious actor in a group of musical theater kids so he does kind of s- stick out mm-hmm. in in that sense and i think it's um but but the all of the acting parts of course he does an amazing job because he is just so talented I think he outperforms the more veteran actors in most cases. I, you know, Robert Duvall, I, he, he was just like so hammy in this role. It was so out of place with what everybody else was doing. So I don't know what was going on with the direction there. Like, why would they tell him, okay, you have to take this to like a thousandth degree, especially the scene where he's confronting Jack and Jack's walking away and he's like yelling at him. It doesn't make any sense. Like it, it just feels so out there and like not a great way. But I, I, I think Christian does his thing where he really, um, it, it, his performance really draws you in. I think once you get past the first musical su- sequence, when you get to where they go to Weasel to get the the newspapers, mm-hmm. that's when you start to like actually get into the movie because it's the acting and it's the performing. Even with that accent, <laughs> that, that accent was so accenty. It was just, it, know, like, it was. It was early on in his great <laughs> accent career because he does really good accents normally. So he does, like, <laughs> he does. But you know, I, I don't think that this is something that because you know, I I was never in the eighteen nineties in New York, so I don't know how close <laughs> to authentic it, it is. But they all like all of the the kids had the same accent. So mm-hmm. they probably all had the same coach, but like, Hey, you guys, let's get the, the papes. Hey, <laughs> where's the quarter for the papes? I got to get my papes. The papes part is what I was saying. <laughs> it was like, okay, we get it. You call it papes. Like you don't have to say papes. every like third word. I got to go down the street and go to Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn is scary. But they got papes. So it's probably okay. <laughs> <laughs> they got the peeps. They're scary people, but they, it's okay because they got the peeps. <laughs> it just it cracks me up so hard. And I think that that if I were ever to to have the opportunity to speak to Christian Bale directly, I've never really had in mind something that I thought I could ask him. I, I just never. It, I'm not an interviewer. That's not something that comes natural to me. But I did come away from this film with a burning question, and that is whether he preferred gun katas or the Newsies choreo. (laughs) Which one for him was the standout moment in his career? Because it's got to be one of them. They're both so amazing. (laughs) So it wasn't the gun katas from Equilibrium or the Newsies choreo. I mean, like, that, I, I'm sure that if there's something in his mind that redeems the entire, the entire experience for him, it's got to be the choreography. It's got to be the choreography. It must be. I, I really want to know that. I really want, uh, you know. Burning questions, it, Christian. Yes. It won't be my first question or he might leave. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be one of my questions. <laughs> So, Christian, we really want to know. <laughs> yes, I, I must know that this. Uh, I, I just, it has consumed my entire mind. <laughs> yes. Well, what I wrote down <laughs> was Bale is giving his all, but you can tell he's really not into it. And <laughs> that's that's for the musical numbers and the choreography, frankly, too, but mainly the musical numbers. Like you can see in his face that inside he is dying inside. He does not want to be doing this. It's like 
He wants to crawl out of his skin and be anywhere else. And, you know, especially this the Santa Fe number, which is actually an interesting song, but it's kind of like, you can tell he's like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I doing this? Am I going to have to do this again in my career? Is this what I'm going to need it? And no, Christian. Maybe, may, maybe they just got it in one take because he's like, I'm doing this exactly once, so you better get it all. I learned from Spielberg, your first take. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls the Spielberg card. <laughs> absolutely. I can absolutely see that. I mean, like, oh, crap. Here we go Uh-oh. again. Uh-oh. Oh, Christian. Erin, hello. Hello, Ari. You were in your job. You said Santa Fe. Well, I will explain to you why. It's because you said Santa Fe. Yes. And I it brought to mind the fact that John Bon Jovi, genius that he is, wrote a song called Santa Fe for the movie Young Guns 2. Yes. So I am absolutely tickled with that notion. As you know, Erin, I am desperate to play. Rockin' Next Door, John Bon Jovi. And I, I I know I said musicals are not my thing. I, I am willing to make the exception for him to document his life as it should be by me. <laughs> yes, I know. I, you still have the wig, too. so I do. And um, I, I'm feeling a little shy. Aww. But I do want to ask, Erin, if you would grant me the opportunity to audition here for any potential uh, producers, directors, writers who might want to trust me with this project. Of course, Christian, it would be my honor. Please go ahead. Thank you. Um, I uh, will do this as a song, if I may. Yes. Him, <clears> him. <throat> I was in a musical once. I said never again, but a man can change his mind now and then. It happens. So won't you please consider me for the role of John? Or even if it's Richie, I'll be happy. Come on, you've got to cast me. I'd never steer you wrong. Just give me a shot. Hey, I've got the hair. Yeah, it's a wig and I don't care. Take a look, you can't help but stare. Whoa, that's John Bon Jovi there. John Bon Jovi there. Wow, Christian, that was amazing. That was amazing. I am going to put that out tonight, probably. That was Thank incredible. You. That Thank was you. Incredible. It would mean the world to me to be cast as John Bon Jovi. Or like I said, Richie Sambora, for I am, as I have mentioned, a natural brunette. Yes, you are. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that was that was so lovely. Thank you so much, Christian, for using oh, our platform. Believe for me, that. it is my pleasure. Thank you, Eden. You're welcome. That that was uh, that was a lovely song. <laughs> uh, he certainly thinks so, doesn't he? <laughs> that was amazing. Oh my god, I had to mute my microphone. <laughs> that was amazing, Carla. That was hey, I, I take no credit for it. Oh, I just right, lent him the sure. couch space. Yeah, I lent him yes. the couch space and I lent them, I lent them a, a pencil and paper because he couldn't use his phone. Oh, he's old fashioned, like a normal. Yeah, doesn't that actually? If Christian Bale was to sit there and write something, I would think he would use a pencil and paper for some reason. <laughs> it sounds like it would be up his alley to do that, doesn't it? Yes, that was amazing. I, I, I really am <laughs> going to put that out tonight. <laughs> so, so thank you, Christian. That was incredible. So, I, I don't know. If we'll see you later on, but you know, if we do. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows with him? Who knows? Back he has a lot to fellows. say. I bet that that's can be a pain probably living with him sometimes. But I, you know, I it is what it is. Yeah, and you've got his family there, so I'm sure. Yes, cool. I'm sure his wife. Yes. His wife seems really cool. Yes, so. they, they they are here, so like the bail sitting is down to a minimum this year. The bail sitting is down to a minimum. <laughs> that's amazing. Were were you done with your thoughts? I'm sorry, I am totally distracted. We were on your thoughts. Oh yes, we that's finished. Right. That's right. I think we were wrapping up because you were talking about the 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 number Santa Fe. Oh yes, thank you. I was talking about how he wasn't really into it at all. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Thank you, thank you, Carl. I'm like, where was I? 
But little did he know that just a few years later, there would be a Santa Fe that he would be into. <laughs> yeah, little. See, see, it was like, you know how hard I would laugh and how excited I would be if Christian Bale was actually cast in a John Bon Jovi biopic. Oh my God, I would die. I would be so happy. <laughs> I mean, they'd probably be like, he's a little too old to play him now, but hey. <laughs> Christian can transform into anything. Yes, he he's so talented. Yes, but I, I would just, I would faint probably. <laughs> be like hey this is because of us <laughs> this is because of carla's christian audition not christian audition christian bale <laughs> my audition to be a christian can you imagine elevate your summer with osea's best-selling body care set it's everything you need for radiant summer skin on the go Featuring travel sizes of Osea's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral skincare, like their best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Right now, you can get the best-seller's body care set, a $78 value, 33% off. And use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER. But yes, I, I think, you know, but, but the scenes where Christian is not singing and not dancing are really good. He's great. He's fantastic. He's Christian Bale. And he doesn't ham it up. I mean, the accent is hammy, but I think everybody kind of was like, <laughs> everybody really sold you hard on that accent. Yeah. They're like, and, and I have a feeling the director was probably like, we got to ham this up and not New Yorky enough. Yes. <laughs> They've got to know for sure that you're from New York. <laughs> They might not you're be poor sure. and you're from New York. Yes. Sell it. <laughs> and they did, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the more the moments where he's being, you know, like because Jack's kind of cocky, but he the cockiness and the arrogance is cover arrogance is covering up for the fact that he's just really wants a family and he doesn't have a family and he feels like nothing and he feels insignificant. And so when he becomes this leader of this movement, this labor movement. Which, you know, David helps a lot with that, too. He really relies on David mm -hmm. and David's feedback because he's in love with David and admires David. Yes, I said he's in love with David. I don't care. <laughs> David's in love with him, too. So, hey. It's, it's mutual. You know what? <laughs> I want that version. I mean, how do you not fall in love with somebody who, who treats your little brother like a total king? You know, like carries him around, teaches him the ropes. Teaches him to, to sell a pape. I sell those papes. <laughs> I should have counted how many times they said that word. <laughs> I mean, he took him, like, the first thing he did after being leery of him is, oh, you're coming to meet my family. <laughs> yep. yep. It's Gotta good. show you off to my mom's. Yes, yes. <laughs> Mom, do you approve? And, you know, this wasn't a Disney movie. And with Robert Duvall, with his over like and his accent changed like 10 times throughout the movie. <laughs> I don't know what accent he was supposed to have. First it seemed very like just an American accent, I don't know. And then it seemed almost Irish and then it seemed almost like I don't know something else and then some other made up accent. I don't know. But he was like a typical Disney villain. It was like yeah. Like, <laughs> be a Disney villain. But a paper dis a pape, sorry, pape Disney. <laughs> You're not trying to steal a teenager's voice. You're not trying to like uh, to give a young girl an apple. You're trying to sell papes. And Robert Duvall said, "Yeah, I'm gonna sell papes. I'm gonna sell those papes. <laughs> Here I go selling those papes." Uh <laughs> no, we're obsessed with the word. I know. I think we've we've officially said it more times than they did in the movie. <laughs> I know. I think we've officially talked about that more than we've talked about really anything about this movie. <laughs> Our new C's fan base is going to be like, forget you. <laughs> maybe, maybe this looked at as a joke though. So maybe it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like we want you to get this over with. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so I, and I liked the character of Jack. I, I will say, even though, you know, 
this movie is not my favorite movie we've covered. I did enjoy the character Jack. And a lot of that, honestly, is Christian Bale and his charisma and watching him. And he's so young. He's just this, yes. like, I'm so used to watching him now as this older geeky dork of a guy. I mean, he's such a dork. <laughs> I'm used to watching dork dad Bale kind of thing. <laughs> but you know what? Like, the, I think that the when he plays more menacing characters not even dangerous characters but more menacing characters characters that really come across the stream uh, the stream the screen and they feel so real and so three-dimensional like he he had that even then and with this role there are so many times where he is intimidating yeah i think in a way that that movie wasn't intentional for the for the movie but that it's because he has such intensity about him in anything that he does. When he, like, that first time that he confronts the two kids who are, like, the weasel's nephews, mm -hmm. it was so intimidating. Like, I was like, whoa, I'm scared of Jack. But, you know, he, he was doing it to, first of all, to, like, mess with them, but also to protect the other newsies. But he 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 does have that, that gravitas that, you know, like, he... He, if he's on the screen, you're paying attention to him, which in the dance numbers is not a great thing. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I just want to know, man, is it the gun caught us, the choreo? Just tell me. <laughs> but he, like I said before, like even with the 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 adult actors, his presence is just so magnetic. Yeah, he's just. There's a reason he's my favorite favorite top actor there's a reason we he's our unofficial mascot there's a reason we cover him every month there's a reason we have a very loving tribute to him in carla's impression that is a loving tribute to him yeah it really yeah, I mean, is i mean because it, it's it, like i'm not making fun of him in no. any way i mean like no it, it, there's nothing serious about about that like i'm not I'm not even trying to like do an actual impersonation. I'm just conveying my love for him exactly. in the silliest way that I know because that's how I do things. <laughs> yes, and people love it. I mean, people I hear from people all the time. <laughs> they love Carla's impression because it's it's just so much fun. And I think it also I think if we didn't love Christian so much, it wouldn't be so yeah. fun. And to talk about him. And he is, he's like, you are, your eyes are drawn to him. And yes, there are times like, let's say, The Dark Knight. Yes, if mm -hmm. Heath Ledger's there, you are a little bit more drawn to Heath Ledger. But I mean, it's the Joker and Heath Ledger's right. performance was phenomenal. So yeah, of course you're going to be drawn to that, but still. Yeah, but even, even with that, that was just like... And it's a movie about a comic. It's a, it's a you know, it's a DC movie. Mm -hmm. But those performances are so stellar. They're so out of this world. You have these two amazingly gifted actors. It's a total treat to have two fantastic performers on, on the screen at the same time. It just, it's, it's, it, that's why, that's part of why it was so mind blowing. You know, there, there's, uh, their interactions were so good. Because they're both so talented. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And well, the way Christian has put it is more like, yeah, I was really outshined, but I knew I would be when I saw how amazing Heath Ledger was. But that's Christian for you. It's yeah. Like, I mean, that's he's so like, modest. He really is really, it's pretty incredible to me how modest he is. Look, I, I, I'm doing like the hands under chin thing. Like the, you, you can practically the, see the, the little hearts coming up from, from my hair. Like, oh, <laughs> he's so modest. <laughs> It's true. We 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 love Christian on this podcast. So, <laughs> which is shocker, but <laughs> I know, right? On Christian Bale month, we're going to confess that we love him. Ew. <laughs> um, but yes, your eyes are always drawn to him. He's he's just got this charisma about him in every role he plays, whether it be like a small little role or a huge role. Um, you know, watching him in Thor, he was very charismatic, um, which I don't care what anyone mm -hmm. says. I would have been fine seeing your ass, but. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, like, did you forget about American Psycho? I know. I'm like, like uh, dude. 
your that ass. was a perfectly fine booty. I don't know what, what you're complaining about. Yeah, it was more than perfectly fine. It's like, holy <laughs> crap. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I know. I know that it was like 23 years ago. Yeah, but so maybe his ass isn't as The raw thing. material is still there, I'm sure. Yes, but even Taika Waititi saying nobody wants to see your ass. I, I am sorry. Taika, Taika don't be a like, hater. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have talked so little about this movie so <laughs> I don't think Chris, Christian wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, <laughs> so I want to know, Carla, do you have a favorite song? In this? No, next question. <laughs> No, like the closest I came to having a favorite song was my lovey dovey baby, and only because Anne Margaret sang it. That's it. Yeah, that that was <laughs> probably yes, yes. Um, yeah, I don't really either. I was like, pick one, Aaron, and then I'm like, uh, it, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just really, and I love musicals. Here's the thing: I love musicals. Yeah, me too, so Carla. So it's like, it's not that I don't love this genre. But none of these songs were like, ooh, I'm going to be singing that. Yeah. Never. And like, listen, it, it's it's not a a kick on anybody who does no. love this musical and, you know, who for for whom this is like a a favorite or anything. Sorry, I just don't see eye to eye with you on this. But if you enjoy it, I'm glad that you do. Because, you know, th- there's there's stuff out there for everybody. This just happens to not be one of my things. Yes, same, same for me. I mean, you know, yeah. So, yeah, and and I think you know a lot of the other performances. Some some of them are good. Um, you know, and I liked watching Bill Pullman in this too. But oh my god, I know I was like Bill Pullman was in this. I know I was like Carla is gonna. (laughs) I was not warned. I was not prepared. I saw Bill Pullman and I almost fell off the couch. I was like, I was not prepared. Because, you know, like, I'm like, oh, Chrissy B, he's so young and he's so cute. And oh my gosh, look how pretty that Bill Pullman is here. Oh my God. I need a moment. Like, young Bill Pullman, and he and he still looks good now, but like Bill Pullman at that point, and that was, I think, the same year as While You Were Sleeping. So it's a good, good couple of years for, for me and Bill Pullman material out there, apparently. That's true. It was that. That's for some reason. I would. Th- I was thinking like this was like way ahead of that, but no. <laughs> I think no. If anything, I think um, while you were sleeping was maybe ninety three, but it was definitely right around that time. And I was like, oh my god, Bill Pullman is here. This this made everything so much better. I can't believe that I get to watch him too. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, Carla is going to be in heaven once once he comes on this. I truly was. <laughs> and even though even though he sang and danced, I still loved him. Even though, even though. <laughs> no, again, not terrible, not great. Mm-hmm. Very confused as to why they would cast somebody who is not like an actual singer in this role. It's okay. It's still Bill Pullman. I'm fine. I just never have to watch it again. It's okay. Yeah, I know. I probably, sorry, but I probably will never watch this movie again, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, you know, it was entertaining enough. It was way too long, though. I'm like, this Jesus, is over yes. two hours long. <laughs> And again, this would have been a fantastic drama. If they had just kept it as a drama, it would have been great on its own. But they chose to make it a musical. God only knows why. And it took away from a lot of the of the greater moments in the film. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. And once again, like Carla said, it's no offense to people that love this because there are lots of things I love that people are like, why in the world do you like this? So it's not, a, I mean, hello, our cup you know, you're taking this from somebody who, who one of their favorite movies is a night at the Roxbury. Like take it with a grain of salt. You don't have to like the things that I like. And, and for me, I love the, uh, ro- the romantic movie life as we know it with Catherine Heigl and Josh Duhamel. <laughs> I've watched that movie. I mean, come on. Time, so I, I also watched more than it. once is embarrassing. <laughs> I've watched it probably like five or six times, Carla. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I have my embarrassing ones, too. (laughs) And that is definitely one of them. I'm like, why do I like this? This is a horrible premise, horrible story, horrible people. (laughs) (laughs) But I still love it. So more power to you if you love this. And don't get upset that I compared this to life as we know (laughs) it. But this film 
is, uh, even though we're giving it a hard time, it is trying to say something about capitalism, rich people, you know, uh, you know, this is an ongoing theme in the world anyway. And right now, especially with labor movements too, and people taking control and unions and stuff. So on a little bit of serious, more serious in a way, which it would have been, that's why it would have been so interesting to see this as a drama because this is a very serious topic. And when you put the musical numbers and the dancing, it just kind of loses that somehow. I know it's like child labor, the musical. What? (laughs) (laughs) My gosh. Can you imagine if they titled it that? (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what it comes down to. They're like, no, let's go with newsies. <laughs> True. Babes. <laughs> you know the babes. <laughs> if they have titled it Papes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's good serious. Yes. So how do you think they handled that with talking about capitalism and labor movements and all of that? Tale as old as time. Song as old as rhyme. Capitalism sucks. <laughs> It's, it's it's just an absolutely i mean we're, we're still under the thumb of capitalism we're, we're still suffering the effects of capitalism like look at the fact that the wealthy control so much they control so much to control the media they control pharmaceuticals they control our access to healthcare, to uh sovereignty over our, our own bodies they control how um, how we're policed, how we're governed. And this is a very small amount of mostly white men, white cisgender, mm-hmm. quote unquote, Christian men. And the rest of us are down here suffering, trying to make ends meet, trying to make rent you know, trying to have enough food on the table, trying to not do without medicine, because how often do people ration their medicine because uh, the cost of it is so inaccessible? Insurance is not what it should be. You know, it's so it, it's important that they were talking about it. And yes, it, God, it it really pains me that they decided to go the musical route with this. Because they had so many important things to say, mm-hmm. but you you put it in a frankly mediocre musical, and it like all of these important points kind of get lost in it. But yes, the 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 real issue with capitalism is at the front and center, which is that it exploits the workers so that people can get richer. In this movie, they one of the early scenes is Pulitzer trying to make more money. And even his mm-hmm. his henchmen are like, uh, boss, why? Like, you, you have so much of it. Why do you need more of it? And he's like, because it's money. You know, like his whole thinking is, I just need more of it. I, I need to have the money. I need to have the power. I need to beat Hearst. It has nothing to do with improving the quality of the product. It has nothing to do with like, we need to get these news out there. The news is so important. He He doesn't view... The news is an important thing that that needs to be consumed by people because people deserve to be aware of what's going on in their world. He sees it as a power play. He uses the news to um, to manipulate, it just as as it happens now, to manipulate public opinion for the people that he wants to see elected, for the things that he wants to see to see done, and that is why independent journalism is so important. You know, like we 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 talk now about the um, the way that, for example, CNN and the New York Times have changed over the last 10, 15 years to whether no longer really reliable sources of news because they are so caught up in 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 the capitalism in the capitalistic aspect of of the money making part of the news that there's no real effort being put into impartiality into um giving real like like a real voice to the people who are under duress because of the people in power so i think that 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 is a it's really 
important an important aspect of the of the film. Labor movements. I, I mean, look at you know the the constant need for uh, for the Ayatsi union workers to strike, for Starbucks baristas to have to union unionize and and attempt to strike. Amazon workers, mm-hmm. um, teachers. You know what our fundamental rights as a society are so entangled in capitalism in the way that it strips us of those rights also that somebody else can have power and money where in the meantime our teachers have to pay out of their own pocket to have supplies for for their students like the most basic things they can't get they work in schools filled with asbestos and with improper ventilation and they still continue to be undercut so this is something that it continues to be an important thing to highlight and in this case it happened to be about children because the exploitation of of child labor was such a commonplace thing that i don't know people just kind of thought it's like okay well thought nothing of of uh david's parents thought nothing really of him having to go and take his brother to go and and sell papes um, to help them after their father got injured. And it's, you know, like, yes, David is older. He's probably 17, same age as, mm-hmm. as Jack, but less he's, he's what, like nine. Yeah. And it's perfectly fine for him. Yeah. He, it's perfectly fine for him to be out there in the streets selling newspapers. Boots was, they, they don't say his age, but if you're, you know, I, you know, if you're looking up the age of the actors, the ages of the actors seem to be, except for Max Casella, the ages of the actors seem to be the, the ages that they played in the movie. Mm-hmm. And Boots is four years older, four years younger than Christian Bale. The actor is four years younger than Christian Bale. So he's 13. The, the character is 13 in, the, in this movie, if you go by that. So these little kids are out there. And the, the other ones in the sweatshops, um, the, 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 the young girls, uh, the the seamstresses like all of these things going on that are so normalized to the point where it becomes invisible and all of these exploitations are made to be normalized so that they can be invisible and that's how exploitation continues when it's seen as normal for people to return to offices mm-hmm. in the midst of a pandemic and the people in power are quick to throw in a buck to silence the critics who are saying this is not tenable, this is not good. In, when the airline industry put pressure on the CDC to lower the um, the quarantine days from ten from fifteen to ten to five, that that's also labor exploitation because you're subjecting. I mean, it's an airplane, you know. Th- there's you can put in all the ventilation that you want, but it's still a tin can. Yeah, where you're with no mask mandates, you're exposed to everybody's everything. So there is um, a constant need to bring up exploitative labor practices and the ways in which we are being used and our lives are being put in peril. So that somebody somewhere can buy a third mansion on the Seychelles, you know, like it, it's it's incredibly unfair and it's incredibly inhumane. But because it becomes a normalized thing in society, we're not even all that aware of it, and anything about it gets buried. Again, because these people in power can do that; they can bury the news, they can silence the people who are willing to speak out. Yeah, and I mean, in this in this movie, which once again it would have been just so much better as a drama because so much of this gets lost in the musical numbers. But you know, you have the whole scene where they're where Poulter's trying to figure out how to make more money and different options. And of course, the option he goes to is where he can hurt the people who are, you know, the newsies and stuff, and and the kids who are selling the papers and selling the newspapers for him. And of course, he's going to go to that and be like, I'm going to hurt these people the most, and this will make me the most money, and this will hurt them in the long run. But who cares in the end kind of thing? And it's just, 
that's the attitude of capitalism and a lot of rich people and a lot of billionaires who are in power and control is how can they do it world have the least impact on them and you know they don't care that they're going to be hurting their workers and hurting the people that they're exploiting through those kind of practices and you see that that's what they were trying to explore in this movie and it is a you know like carla saying it is a tale as old as time it really this is something that's still going on you see it now you see it with like with with the stuff of demanding workers to come back to work is so gross to me because it's like there is no i'm sorry but there i mean I know doctors and nurses had to be working and, and um, x-ray techs and radio. I mean, my sister's in medical field. So I understand they had to be there during the pandemic and they had no out in that. And there are certain fields that are like that. But to sit there and say, you know, you have to come back to an office job sitting there on a computer and risk your health for this or risk your health for a job where you're making like minimum wage. I mean, come on, that that's so, so disgusting and so backwards. And, you know, a lot of these people proclaim to be like Christian and uh, you really think Jesus would be like, oh, yeah, let's go exploit those workers. That's what Jesus. Yeah, that's about. totally what he was all about. I mean, like, don't you remember in, in the gospel of Matthew? uh <laughs> 12 42 89 how jesus said and i i say unto the my brethren for god wants uh you to make money for the man and <laughs> you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven unless you have gone bankrupt over medical issues <laughs> and the crowd said yay yeah, sounds so much like Jesus. That's why I say most of the people that proclaim to love Jesus would persecute Jesus today. So it's like, it's just gross. And, um, you know, the pandemic shed such this light on it that a lot of other people already saw were there, but I think other people started seeing it. But it also shed the light on it with the fact that you will see people's reaction to people um, not wanting to work these jobs anymore. And they'll be like, there's plenty of jobs out there. Just go get a job. And people are like, we, we realize our life is more valuable than this. And we don't want to do this. And we want something better. And we're going to try and, you know, get that. And people being upset about that. I'm like, why? Why does, why? Life is really hard anyway. Why would you want to add that onto there and be like, why do you want your whole life to be about how many hours you spent in an office giving to a job that really, frankly, means absolutely, most jobs mean absolutely nothing in the long run. And it's true. It's true. I mean, most of us aren't out there, you know, uh, breathing life into people. Most of us yeah. aren't out there rescuing people from peril. Most of us are paper pushers and people trying to get people to pay somebody else. Mm -hmm. This money isn't going into our pockets. Because, you know, I think it's so funny when, when people say that, you know, uh, you have to you have to be good to your employers because they're the ones paying your bills. It's like, no, I'm paying my bills. I'm being paid when I'm owed because of the work that I do. Mm -hmm. These people aren't paying my bills. I'm earning this money. You know, so the the pressure that is put on on employees to sacrifice their private life, their family time, their health, their well-being, their uh, their mental health. And it's seen, it, it's glorified. It's seen as, as, a, as a mark of a contributing member of society to burn out. Like, oh, this person works so hard. They deserve a couple of weeks, <laughs> a couple of weeks rest. You know, like, okay, that that's, let, let's take a look at, at the fact that this is what we're saying is good for society. And it's good for 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 you as a person to be a part of this. But really, who is it benefiting? Because I'm telling you now, it's not you. Yeah, because that whole be nice to your employer, it should be switched around. It should be be nice to your employee because you would not Absolutely. have your wealth without that employee, frankly. You would not have what you have without that person working 
probably in some instances a lot harder than you're working and making nowhere near what you're making. It's that 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 kind of thing. You know, it's this we're such a we're so messed up in that thinking, that thinking of money is everything. And it's also this thinking of we all just want to help ourselves and we just want to, you know, and that whole little, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of mentality. When we should, I mean, I don't mean to get like kumbaya, but we should, you know, ideally we would want to help each other and be there for each other and be human beings to each other and um, want to make it so that you don't go bankrupt for medical bills. No one should have to go bankrupt for their health. That is such BS, man. It's nobody should go bankrupt for that. That is like, that is so ludicrous. Yeah, it's a basic human right to be yes. able to to live as well as as you can. And if the systems are are in place to help you do that, then why aren't they accessible? It's also that somebody else can make a profit, and that's it's horrible. It's absolutely disgusting that you know that our ability to recover from an illness or to deal with an injury or disability is highly dependent on the whims of people sitting in an office deciding it's basically like the, the gladiator arenas with some emperor giving the thumbs up or thumbs down on whether you live or die, but in the form of some, you know, some person approving or not a CT scan or your surgery for something, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. It's just, it's gross. It's, and it's negligent and it's harmful and frankly it leads to death it leads to death it doesn't just lead to bankruptcy it leads to death it leads to greater depression it leads to greater lots of things so you know it's just sad and i just once again wish this movie had been a drama because then they could have explored this at a deeper level than they did but then you got to throw in a musical number. I mean, it's just yeah. like no, and and you and you have already Christian Bale, yes, who is a fantastic <laughs> actor because he knocks all of the scenes that are not singing and dancing scenes. He knocks them all out of the park, and even if if you, I mean, the the more comedic elements in it, he does great in those. He's he's such a a great actor, and you have you know like Robert Duvall is there and Bill Pullman and. Um, David Moscow, who's also great. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these really fantastic actors. And you squander that talent for the purpose of making a musical. Yeah, it makes no sense. Mm-mm. No sense. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, it's just, anyway. Well, did you, did you like other characters in here? Were there any other characters? That- I did. I did. I mean, other than, than Jack's boyfriend, David who I thought was, was great. Um, David Moscow was fantastic in, in his role. He, he, he really, he from the beginning where he's so skeptical and he, he has all of the right things to say, but he doesn't have the courage to say them. So he's saying them through Jack. They play off of each other so well. They, and they, they have that, that, that yes, they have that great chemistry, but that they also have that ability to play off of each other in, um, and, and, bring forth these elements of being co-conspirators in in a really great way where they're doing something wonderful. Of course, I love Bill Pullman. I mean, like I adore Bill Pullman and I, I really, you really feel for him as somebody who is caught up in this capitalist machine where he, this is his job mm-hmm. and his job is being threatened. Um, and now his life is being threatened because of putting him in war co- coverage, which is like, okay, <laughs> sure. Like, uh, but again, that tells you about capitalism and the lengths that, that they're willing to go to, to protect their, their income. They're not willing to protect you, you and your health. They will, they will send a man to war rather than let newsies not have to pay more out of pocket. God, there, there were so many great performances, but I, I really, I really love Max Casella. Of course, I, I loved him when he was in Doogie Hauser <laughs> as the the best friend. I think uh-huh. he's he's adorable, but he had some of the, the the funniest comedic parts 
in this movie, he does um, like that, that outrage so well. Mm-hmm. And what I really enjoy about him too, is that he he's also somebody who's more of an actor than a singer, but I think he has more of the, like also the, the spirit. Although it, you, honestly, you can't really tell about his singing because it's mostly in, in chorus when he sings, but he has more of that um, theater kid spirit where he, he blends in with the other kids mm-hmm. in a good way where it feels like a proper musical. It doesn't feel like an actor doing a musical. It feels like this is a musical part. Yeah. So yeah, they were, they were my favorites. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I just, I, David is my other favorite mainly because I just, I think David Moscow is, is great in this and he's really, really fantastic. And um, I just liked his character a lot because uh, he was such a great counterpart to Jack. And, you know, he wanted, he wanted to, you know, do this labor movement, but at the same time he was scared because he has a lot of pressure and a lot of weight on his shoulders to take, he has to take care of his family. That's a lot of pressure for a 17 year old. And he's worried about his little brother and all of this stuff. So he's worried that doing this might harm that and that might harm any kind of ability he will have to make that. But then you watch as he gets more and more inspired and he becomes a stronger force in this movement. And um, he really is inspired by Jack, just like Jack is inspired by David. David's inspired by Jack. And I think what inspires him about Jack is Jack's willingness to just kind of just go all out there and just do it and just, you know, be loud. And David is a lot quieter. I don't mean voice wise. I just mean in their, the presence. And so I think David gets inspired by that and becomes a little bit like when he wants to break, um, to get Jack out of the jail and get all that kind of stuff. And, and Jack has made that deal with Pulitzer because he's been threatened and all of that stuff. And, and you see David's heartbreak there when he thinks Jack is no longer on his side or no longer going to be his friend or no longer going to help with this. And it's like your hero kind of falling in a way is the way he views it. Uh, So he does that performance is really good. David Moscow, because you see that vulnerability in his eyes and that pain and all of that. So I, I really, really liked that character and ditto all the other characters too, that Carla mentioned and uh, Bill Pullman's character. It was so interesting to me that, um, a war war correspondent was used as something for him to go back to doing, to go sent out doing, which of course was the life threatening thing. But it also almost seemed like that that wasn't it was interesting to me that he didn't seem like he wanted to cover that and he would rather cover a labor movement, which you don't normally see that. You normally would see like a reporter wanting to go and cover the big <laughs> the war and do the war coverage because that's more presti- quote unquote prestigious. But he was really in this labor movement and he was the voice for so many of these kids in a lot of respects because he was one of the only adults that was like on their side. So that was, that was a very interesting character and an interesting performance too. So from, I just keep thinking this was way before while you were sleeping, but it wasn't, but it just felt like it. It (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's just a setting. I think we're just, maybe it wasn't that bad a movie. Like we were, we were actually convinced that it was the 1800s. I think that that's what with it comes down to. With the peeps. And, with the peeps. and oh. Yay. I, I, I need to get serious for a moment. Yes. I have. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Hi, Christian. So, Erin. Mm-hmm. I am making my very serious moment hand gesture. Yes. Because I agree that this should have been a drama. And it is not only because I did not want to sing, but it's mostly that. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yes, yes. Thank you for your time. You're you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he just needed to get that off his chest, I guess. <laughs> wow, well, uh we're this is <laughs> short, but for us. I mean it's not it's an hour. For us, yeah. <laughs> not really. But uh but I do have a six degrees of Finn Whitrock once again. I can't use the big short. Um, so I used Bill Pullman who, of course, was in The Sinner with Matt Bomer, who was in um, The Normal Heart with Finn, along with other stuff as well. So you can listen to our episode covering The Sinner, and you can also listen to our episode covering The Normal Heart. So 
go listen to those. Go watch The Normal Heart. That's I, I criticize Ryan Murphy heavily on this podcast, but The Normal Heart is a fantastic, fantastic film. Very important film and fantastic performances. And yes, we did critique the fact that there were a lot of straight actors playing <laughs> playing the characters, not not Matt Bomer, of course, but so, but it's still a fantastic film. So go listen to that episode and watch that movie on HBO Max. And I'm going they to recommend to The it. Sinner. Not yeah, just because I love Bill Pullman is in it, but it is a fantastic show. Oh my gosh. It is jaw-droppingly tense and Okay, if you're looking for a drama done right, <laughs> zero singing, and you get to, to see Bill Pullman with his fantastic uh, older gentleman facial hair. It's great. Yes, it's it is it is a really really good show. Yes, <laughs> it's very intense though. Everybody very very yeah. very intense. It's not a happy viewing experience. So just no like it, it, know it, that. Find trigger, find trigger warnings and heed them. There's a lot to be yes weary of. Yes, a lot, a lot. But I listened to the episode about the sinner because I was on it. Yay! Yes, but great performances throughout every cast too. Just you know, throughout that series, because every season Bill Pullman returns, but every season most of the rest of the cast is different. So, but they're all fantastic performances. So, go go watch that. It's on Netflix, by the way. All four seasons are on Netflix. So. Also, one of the seasons, the one with Matt Bomer in it, the third season, also has the best Chris. Because remember, I don't consider Yay! Christian a Chris, but Chris Messina. And if you want to, the first two seasons, the first two seasons, and the only seasons of the Mindy Project are now also on Netflix. <laughs> 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 so, yes. And you can listen to our Mindy Project episode from way back in 2020. Yeah, that was 2020, right? I think so. Holy. <laughs> long time no it was 20 it was 2021 that that christian became a part of this podcast by the way i think i said 2020 the other day it was actually 2021 all the years blend in lately <laughs> Who knows? anyway well um so thank you so much and we are i'll tell you when we're close out sorry blah, blah, blah. so carla from bedwetter we had which once again they did a christian bale episode that i was on where can everybody find your wonderful podcast and you and your art? Well, thank you, Erin. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find our Twitter presence, which is right now mostly just us retweeting other podcasters and our own stuff when we put out new episodes um, at bedwetbeheadpod. On Instagram, we are at bed.wet.behead.pod. I'm not going to tell you about my other about our other uh, social media presences. Just look for us wherever you have social media at Bed Wet Behead Pod. Uh, we're probably there. We're probably not very active on those other ones, but you know, just follow us for support. Because why not? What's and the worst that can happen? What's yes. the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? Oh no! You'll get great content. <laughs> you can look for me and my art and my musings at Carla Temis on Instagram and on my website, carlatemis.com. That's C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S.com. And that time I really mouthed it. (laughs) 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 This is Erin. I am still on Twitter. I'm just not very active. Uh, But you can follow me there at E-April-Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter for now at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at It's a Phantom Thing Pod. I have been very active on there lately, so especially with stories. So you can find more activity there. We are on Hive, but I'm not very active there. I will get active. I will, I promise. Um, at Phantom Thing Pod. No, it's in that one. On TikTok at It's a Phantom Thing Pod. We have a Discord channel now for Christian Effing Bale. So you can come and celebrate this man even more. You can see TikToks, you can see funny memes. You can just celebrate the wonder and beauty that is Christian 365 days of the year. So <laughs> that's the Christian effing Bale station station channel. I don't know what they're called on Discord under it's a fandom thing pod. I did uh, put a link to it in our stories. It should still be up there. If not, I'll put it in the show notes as well. So you sh- you'll be able to find it there. 
And then also just an announcement, and this was Carla's idea. We are doing a new annual thing, our podcast awards. So we are going to be basically awarding, you know, um, best episode, best movie episode, best TV episode from the past year of this podcast, best interview, favorite panelists, that kind of stuff. And the nominees, there'll be five nominees in every category for most categories. Some categories might have a couple more. Uh, the nominees are going to be announced live on our YouTube channel on Tuesday, January 17th at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And then we're going to have a ballot that's going to be open to the public. So you'll get to vote on who the winners are. And the winners will be announced live on Sunday, February 19th at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you want to have a say in who those nominees are, go join our Patreon before the 14th. For as little as so, if you're watching, if you're listening to our podcast episode on Friday the thirteenth, so you have like just a few minutes, but go join there. But you can do it next year too. Join there for as little as three bucks a month, and you'll have a say in who the nominees are as well. So on our next Christian Effing Bale episode, we are going to be talking about a movie that we decidedly like a heck of a lot more than this one. I, in fact, this is one of my favorite. Christian Bale movies, um, and this would be in my top 10 probably of his performances, and that is Adam McKay's movie, The Big Short. So that will be a ton of fun. That's going to be on Friday the 13th is when we're going to do the live stream. So if you're listening to this, you can come join the live stream. And because The Big Short also features our vice unofficial mascot, Mr. Finn Whitrock, we will have a couple members of our Finn crew. So Jen from my streaming bubble, Jen, my podcast brain twin will be here. And then also Aaron A will be here. So I am making them play six degrees of Finn. I'm going to figure out a way since he's in the movie with Christian. So you can't use that. So I'm going to figure out a fun way to make them play because they're part of my Finn crew. So it's kind of a requirement. They don't even know this yet, but they're going to know it soon. So yes, so that'll be a ton, a ton, a ton of fun. I'm excited to talk about that one. And then the week after that, we will be talking about Vice, a movie I have a lot of thoughts on, <laughs> but Christian is fantastic in it. So, you know, there's there's no denying that. So, and still one of the best Golden Globe Awards speeches ever in the history of the world is him winning that Golden Globe. Um, and then we are at some point going to be talking about the pale blue eye, which is out now on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. Shockingly. I have not watched this yet. I don't know if Carla has. No, not yet, but it's on my list for this week. Yes. Yes. And we will discuss it at some point. I haven't talked to Carla about when we will, but we will. And then we're going to do Christian Bale birthday trivia, of course, live on the 29th at the day before Christian's birthday. I'm never going to mess that up again ever in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want him randomly showing up at your house. Like, yeah. well, maybe disappointed I'm, in you. Yeah. I would I would be fine if he randomly showed up at my house. But, <laughs> but not the disappointed in me part. I don't want Christian disappointed in me. Um, but yes, so that'll be a ton of fun. And um, thank you again for joining us on our second Christian Effing Bale Month. Oh, I forgot to say our website. I think I do. Oh. <laughs> uh, so if you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, feel free to reach out to us at it's a fandom thing pod.com. So until next time, remember it's a fandom thing. Black lives matter and stop Asian hate.